coming to you live from a studio at USQ, it's the Study Buddy Show! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Study Buddies Show, the USQ podcast, uh, hosted by myself, Corbin, and Tom. Hello. We are here as your guides through your USQ university experience. Yes, you might have met us for the very first time uh, at one of the USQ open days. And uh, hello again if uh, if you're tuning in from there. But to our regular listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in once again. And uh, hopefully you're getting through semester two all right. It's, uh, I, can't, I can't believe it's September already. I, I know I say that every episode, but it really is flying through the year. Before you know it, it'll be Christmas. <laughs> Oh don't, oh, don't even go there. Uh, of course, uh, coming up very, very soon for students, we have mid-semester breaks and everything else. Um, but I guess this is really coming down to that crunch time. This is when, uh, all right, you, you start of your semester's gone and we're starting to get into that, got to keep yourself motivated, keep yourself going. The assessment's starting to roll in uh, thick and fast. So uh, yeah, today we thought we'd tackle one of the key parts of assessment, which <laughs> let's be honest, it's a bit of a taboo when it comes to uh some students' uh, university experience. The dreaded group assignment Oof. or group work in general. Now, it depends on what course you're doing as to, uh, you know, how much group work you have to do. Of course, both of us having arts degrees, uh, we, you know, we, I suppose we were very kind of group oriented and we had to yeah. learn to, to be part of that. Um, and if, But of course, I guess like that's not the only sort of course that does. And uh, some people are very, l- l- well, I say lucky, uh, but, you know, <laughs> oh, I'll use the word lucky uh, to just have, uh, you know, their solo assignments and, and everything else. And um, yeah, it, it, I guess if you do come across group work, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the types of people you might meet, uh, the types of situations you might encounter, and then how to, uh, I guess, deal with those and, and make sure you get the best result. Because at the end of the day, uh, no matter what happens, you want the best results for yourself uh, as, as far as that's concerned. Before we jump into all the fun facts of group work, let's look, take a quick look at the highlights of the USQ world. We've had a pretty fun month gone by. Like like Tom mentioned before, we had the wonderful open days. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Hello, hello again. If you uh, came and said hello to us, we were emceeing on the main stage and uh, it was very exciting. It was a good opportunity to, I guess we had a good vantage point of what was going on. We did. And uh, yeah, hopefully you learned some stuff. Uh, remember, you can always get in touch with USQ if uh, not all of your questions were answered. And uh, I, I really liked the theme of the open days as well. It was really surrounding that kind of unlocking your potential, un- unleashing your and discovering a little bit of that self-belief that you can actually go forward and, and take part in in your you know next step in your career journey, uh, which is something like I guess we take for granted because we've been past that now. How daunting that first step is when you decide, okay, maybe maybe this is what I want to do with my career. It is. It can be so terrifying. Like all throughout high school, you've given that whole spiel about it. you got to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. And, you know, in year 12, you know, next year, you got to know exactly what you're doing. And if you don't, then this and that is going to happen. And it's terrifying. Then even when you, you apply, you have to go through the scary <laughs> process of applying and hearing about all the costs. And then you go to the classes and you can't find your way around that campus. It feels all oh. very overwhelming, doesn't it? It is. It so. is. And, and, and we mentioned it a lot on the open days as well, but then we really feel for the students that they are the the first in their family to attend university, so they don't have that natural surrounding support from, like, say, a parent that can give them a bit of the bit of a sneak peek into what to expect. Um, or say a student coming from overseas, it's 
can be quite terrifying for some students. Yes, and there is some great uh, content on the USQ website and on uh, Social Hub, social.usq.edu.au, which is probably where you're listening to us right now. Um, but yeah, come and go and check it out. Just um, search for First in Family, and there's some really great. Um, stuff that comes out of that as far as the support that we try and provide to make up for the fact that maybe uh, you're feeling a little bit lost or not doing, uh, not knowing what you want to do or, or what you need to do. So um, yeah, hopefully you've kind of taken that first step if you're listening and you're going to be joining USQ and hopefully uh, what we talk about today is going to help you kind of get through that a little bit. Um, another thing we wanted to mention, which has kind of been a really big part of August for USQ is uh, our partnership with White Ribbon. And uh, some of the work we've been doing uh, with regards to the Respect Now Always campaign. Now, this is um, Universities Australia run and uh, USQ is taking a really big stand um, on sexual consent uh, and and the sort of uh, attitudes that we have towards that, um, as well as uh, anti-domestic violence, um, which is uh, something, yeah, like our, our vice chancellor feels strong, very strongly about, all of our staff body feels very strongly about. And uh, of course, we took part in the Respect Now Always campaign and, and we'll be continuing that work with White Ribbon to make sure that I guess USQ is a safe environment to learn and, and to, to grow and to study. Uh, and, and that's really important for all of our students uh, on campus online, no matter who they are. Um, and so, yeah, we're, we're really proud to say that we're part of that. And um, yeah, if you do want to know any more information, it is also available on the website if you uh, just have a look for the white ribbon stuff there as well. It was it was really nice to see they had, along with that, they had, um, where they were aiming to make so many stars towards the towards the program uh, Phoenix Central was running it and then it was not long after that that they had it sort of like a session uh, available to the public in the refec uh, it was it wasn't too much longer on their snapchat that they actually uh, um, achieved the goal quite quickly which was really great to see so the student body really got behind it which was wonderful yeah no absolutely what, what a great thing to get behind as well and um, I, I suppose in terms of getting behind a lot of people would have been getting behind Australia during the Olympics uh, going mm. on in, in August and uh, USQ did have a representation there as well uh, we did Pat McCutcheon who uh, was part of the Rugby Sevens team uh, he was playing uh, yeah playing Rugby Sevens if he's part of the Rugby Sevens team <laughs> but uh, yeah no they, uh, they you know they played well uh, didn't come home with the gold unfortunately but uh, yeah no a, a big ups to, to Pat and for the for the work he's done there. We're very proud as uh, as USQ to be having him uh, represent Australia at the Olympics. But what I mean, like I, I always love the Olympics. It's only one every once every four years. And, <laughs> you know, you kind of come home. What's on TV? Well, there's always something, isn't there? And you you discover sports that you didn't know you liked. Like for instance, pole vault. I think if somebody were to say, "Oh, pole vault's on TV this weekend," I'd go, oh, "Big deal." But as soon as I'd come home, I'd turn it on. Oh yes, the pole vault's on. You know, like even you know rhythmic gymnastics. And, rhythmic and, gymnastics. Uh, it's just. You know, like it's the sort of thing that you don't think you'd ever be interested in. And all of a sudden for this two week period, you're just interested in uh, all of these sports. <laughs> but yes, Pat McCutcheon. Good. And um, if you do want to know a little bit more about Pat, he's actually our elite athlete profile in Hey You Magazine uh, for, for the month. So very, very cool there. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much what's been going on around USQ. And um, as we said before, you know, lots of assignments kind of gearing up, people really getting into the swing of uh, handing in. I'm, I'm sure you've all handed in a, a, at least an assignment or done some sort of assessment so far. And fingers crossed that's going well for you. Um, but yeah, we thought we might kind of go through a little bit of uh, just some tips and hints and also just some information about uh, group work and, and why it can be beneficial, I suppose, is, is why to maybe look at it as more of a positive if you are a bit um, anti-group work sometimes. There's a lot of people that will argue or 
question why why do I have to do group assignments at university? And you know what? We've we've thought the same thing sometimes. So before we came together to record this episode, we actually went and tried to research to find exactly why this horrible thing exists. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being dramatic here. Um, but we did actually find some uh, scientific data uh, and information regarding it. So we have a few things about sort of the attributes that make up ideal members of a successful group, uh, the benefits of group work in university and, and also the the problems you the, have to uh, overcome, let's call them. Yes, yeah. the, <laughs> the eventual problems we all must face. Yeah. Um, but, but I guess uh, touching on those attributes, you know, I, I, I guess the buzzwords that really turned up when we were having a look at this sort of thing were things like being tolerant, um, being consultative, uh, being inclusive and assertive and sensitive, a lot of if words. Um, but, you know, yeah. kind, of, kind of, I guess, being a little bit mindful of how other people around the group are feeling. Obviously, you can get a little bit um, kind of self-involved with how you're feeling and how people around you are feeling, but maybe, you know, extending, putting yourself in other people's shoes, so to say, um, as far as being a little bit of a cliche there. And um, mm, but, mm. but definitely just being aware of how the other people around you are thinking. I think that's what a lot of those attributes are really touching on there. The words we found, it really paints quite a broad picture. Like you've got almost opposite ends of the spectrum, so to speak, in, you know, you've got assertiveness and then almost sensitive at the other end. So it's it's also, I guess, finding that balance, mm. uh, I guess, playing on your strengths and identifying your weaknesses and, I guess, noticing the strengths in others. So I guess hopefully that across the whole team you'll tick off all the boxes um, and that you can deal with, you know, someone uh, possibly taking the lead, being assertive and... You might have the person that holds it all together that's a bit sensitive <laughs> and, and you've got uh, the the one that you know, everyone turns to for the advice or the ideas person who is great at consulting. Mm. So it's so you know, if you're if you don't particularly listener at home, if you don't particularly have one of those skills, fear not. Surely you've got another one. We've all got different attributes, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing is remembering everyone kind of bring something different to the table when it comes to group work. You know, you don't have to fit a mould. Um, and I guess we'll be talking a little bit later about the types of personalities that you might encounter uh, in group work. And we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, maybe how to deal with each of those. Um, and, and I guess like group work, it's, it's set up because you don't just do group work at university, you know, whether you go into a business and have to go into meetings or whether, uh, you know, you say you're going to be a musician, you play in a band, there's always going to be times when you have to deal with other people. And so I guess the benefits, and, and this is some of the stuff that really turned up as well, was things like developing those real world skills and being able to break down complex tasks and manage time, uh, even, you know, refine your understanding of what um, maybe somebody else is trying to present to you. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, giving and receiving feedback. Now that's something Ooh. that, uh, like definitely I struggled with when I was at university was, oh, yeah. I, I was a bit touchy about my own work. And, and so when somebody would kind of give that feedback, I'd be a little bit like, well, why don't you like it? You know, what, what is it? Why, why don't you like it? And yeah, it's one thing to get feedback from a lecturer, but, but then having to open your mind to the feedback from your, your peers mm. can be quite confronting as a university student as well, where there's some some students that can be come across as quite competitive. You almost feel like, oh, what now? I have to explain myself to these these other people apart from the people that are actually grading me. What is this? <laughs> and I suppose then you've got to challenge assumptions, mm. break down those barriers, communication skills. I guess no matter what sort of, I'm trying to think now if there's any. I guess just 
every line of work needs communication skills. I'm trying to think of one that wouldn't need communication skills. Yeah, no, I honestly couldn't even. Couldn't even. Well, if you... You should probably tweet us, if you listen at home, if you can think of one. And delegation. <laughs> to how hard it can be challenging to be a leader and then delegating the tasks because I, good luck being a leader and keeping everyone happy. And I guess that's the thing as well is, is having a look at the leaders and sure they might be assertive and taking a lead, but it doesn't make that job any easier no, or harder. No. Or, or harder, I guess, is, is, is another thing as well. And, and really understanding that, you know, different roles within a team and I guess those different personalities also mean, um, you know, different challenges that they might face as well. So I think it comes back to being a little bit understanding of, um, of the people around you. And I guess that comes into some of the problems that you might actually face when you're part of yep. the group. And um, it, it's interesting. So like, I mean, the obvious one is tasks not being completed by the deadline. So you place a lot of trust in the people around you when you're working in a group. And I feel like that is, that's hard for some people to do, uh, particularly yes. when you don't know. Uh, for our online students, of course, you might've encountered this once or twice uh, where, you know, you've been put in you know, like a group with people that you've never met before. I, I know a lot of uh, online and on-campus students have to work together um, through online forums or maybe they meet up for coffee once a fortnight. Like it's, it, it seems very impractical. And, and that's when you have to be a little bit adaptable with your communication style and also, um, you know, once again, considering others. So, you know, on-campus students working with online students, how are we going to make their life easier without doing all of the work and making sure that everyone works together to get that task done by the deadline so yeah and it really ties back to communication skills in that now that you mentioned like for online students uh, it's not only your face-to-face -face communication skills it's also your ability to send uh, whether it be uh, a text message email or maybe an instant message on say Facebook to people you might be working with so that the work you need to get done uh, is understood correctly by everyone in I guess your particular style of writing and maybe you, you might need to learn to, um, I guess, describe things a bit differently or simplify things or speak it in a way that, you know, anyone who has no prior knowledge of that certain subject can understand it. Um, so really a lot of things that go into that there. And I guess you also, there is also the inevit inevitability that you might come across uh, members that for whatever reason, it might not necessarily be a a productive problem. It might be, they might be uh, going through some personal problems in their own life at the time, but some members not contributing to the overall work of the group. I think that might uh, touch on a few points for a few different students there. <laughs> so many listeners now cringe <laughs> flashbacks to that group assignment many years ago. Oh yeah. I remember, oh, and, and I'll, I promise I won't name names, but um <laughs> I was on a film shoot once, um, or like I was part of a, a film team, and we had a, a director of photography who basically handles the camera uh, for all the shoots not turn up for eight weeks. No idea where that person went, but didn't turn up for eight weeks. And so, and but I guess that was in a way a positive way of us kind of dealing with issues and, and dealing with uh, sudden change and having to be really quick <sighs> to act and adaptable. And, um, yeah, no, I, I learned a lot from that experience. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. But I imagine, um, yeah, a lot of you at home would probably have your own stories and your own version of, of maybe a group work uh, task not 
being completed uh, as well as it could have been because uh, somebody's not pulling their weight. And I, I'm very, very soon we're going to actually be chatting about uh, what to do in that situation if somebody hasn't pulled their weight as far as uh, getting things done. So very excited to talk about that. But um, yeah, I guess we, we had just have a couple of tips as far as you know, getting started with your group work, particularly if you have just been assigned a group or maybe you're in the early formative stages of getting that group assignment done. So I guess the first thing is to get to know your team. It's it's really hard to um, be tolerant, be uh, assertive if you don't know the, the people you're dealing with. So that's probably the first thing you want to do is really get to know them. And it doesn't have to be, you know, oh, can I meet your parents? That that sort of get to know. <laughs> but, you know, just just get to know maybe what their personality is and mm. just a little bit about them. So, so you can work with them. It can be really simple too. You're just a matter of grabbing uh, lunch all together as a group while on campus or on a weekend, you'll meet up for a coffee somewhere. And it's just generally just hanging out, having a chat and you'll just naturally get to know each other. So hopefully, yeah, then when you get to the, the tricky situations in the, the group work, you'll sort of have a better understanding of where they're coming from and hopefully vice versa. Uh, and then to make sure that this follows through <laughs> for the duration of the group work, um, it's as, as soon as possible, it's well advised, we found, that you should acquire as many contact details as you can oh, for yes. each member. Yes, not just one dodgy-looking Hotmail address. <laughs> and, and you can spot the ones that, um, you know, that they made in primary school, yep. um, the old at Hotmail.coms. Yeah. Um, and you probably want a, a number in there. Just a, just a couple of different options. Uh, something that a lot of people do set up a, a Facebook groups or Facebook oh, uh, group messages. Um, so handy. We, I, mean, I mean, I guess Facebook's helped us out a little bit with the. Uh, now you can see when people have seen the message. Yes, that's uh, that's definitely changed the dynamic of how group work. <laughs> Thank you, Zuckerberg. <laughs> oh dear, but well, I guess Skype's another good one Skype's too. Skype's another good one. Yeah. Um, then I guess you know it's Facebook is probably definitely the the go to because how often do Stereo, like typically how often do students check their, their phones? So it's like they'd have to be pretty busy to not see that little message come through. So it's a good place to start. Well, Skype, I've fallen in the trap of not everyone getting on at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It's going to be very coordinated, very organised. Someone's connection won't quite work <laughs> or something. Oh, dear. And I, I guess, like, once you've kind of set yourself up, you know your teammates, you've got your, your contacts, I guess that's <laughs> when you can start establishing those goals and being very clear about that. And I guess this um, – see, myself, I sort of see myself as a bit more of a – uh, assertive person in a, in a group. And I'm, I'm quite happy to put my hand up and say, look, uh, let's look at doing this, doing that. And then, you know, working with the team to get those things achieved, but being the person to kind of put my foot forward and start with that. And, uh, I guess somebody has to, whether it's, whether it's somebody or all of everyone getting in together, I guess it's those delegating tasks fairly and, and with everyone being on the same page with that. Yes. Um, as soon as possible. And I guess that's, you know, such a such a key part is that first initial meeting, making sure everyone's on the same page. So, you know, you avoid all of those miscommunications, those missed uh, issues, and then people can't shrug their shoulders and say, uh, oh, you didn't tell me. Oh, and yeah. back it up with an email. Get yes. a paper trail. Make sure you have a paper trail. God, it, uh, we cannot emphasise that enough. Like all the things we found, they would always just say, make sure it's all planned out and everyone knows exactly what's going on as soon as you can. Absolutely. Just and and the timeline is just so important. None of this 
just sort of, oh, yeah, it'll happen. Just, you know, set a deadline just so you've at least got that in the back of your mind. Like, I really need to be doing this thing. And then throughout the whole thing, just at all costs, you just got to focus on communication, as uncomfortable as it may be sometimes, but you just got to nip things in the bud as soon as they pop up Mm. and just continuously make sure everyone is up to date with what's going on, especially if, say, you bump into a team member and you may discuss a thing or two, you really got to then let know that the rest of the team know just, just so that they're aware of it so it doesn't come as a shock to them. Um, and regular meetings doesn't hurt either. No. Even with the inclusion of um, a wonderful tip we saw was uh, the inclusion of snacks. Snacks, yes. Oh, you never turn up to a group assignment without some form of snacks. Everyone brings something to the table. And I guess then you can tell who's going to be the, <laughs> the hard work. <laughs> You'll have the guy that rocks up with just... Uh, uh, just some crackers, but with no, no dips. No, or, or cheese or anything. Like, don't trust that that guy. <laughs> but then you have the person rock up with the, like a fruit salad and be like, wow, this person is the creative Or the brains. homemade brownies. Yeah, they're always oh, nice. Oh, yep. that shows dedication. Yeah. That's some dedication but we right there. We shouldn't pigeonhole people based on their... No. Uh, based on their snack choices. No. Uh, Not at all. Having it there and, and keeping that team morale up. So, you know, even if you do um, make sure that you have like breaks within your meetings, um, you know, keep it keep it a little bit fun and a little bit lighthearted. I know, you know, study sometimes can be you know, it's hard to be fun uh, when you've got things to do, you're feeling very under the pump, but making sure that you're all on the same page and supporting each other and, and you know, being there for each other and uh, making sure you're all taking breaks and doing everything like that. Uh, very, very important. Within Chances that. are, yeah, you're all feeling the same way and you're all studying the same thing. You're all in it together. Morale, man. So, Corbs, we, we get through the group work, you know, you, you've handed in your assignment, we've dealt with a few little conflicts, clash heads along the way. What happens afterwards? Like, I mean, I guess it's something that like, you've set up the face, say a Facebook group message and you go, yep, yep, cool. We've been chatting. We've been chatting. We've been chatting. Group assignment finishes. What do you do? It, it could go one of, well, from my experience, I've had it go, I guess, I suppose one of three ways. Um, I was very fortunate in the media classes, it was very group work was expected all the time and almost didn't feel like your sort of typical university group assignment, but way back in sort of communication and scholarship and that when it sort of fit that stereotype, um, I was very fortunate to have some that were really genuinely great to work with and I really enjoyed getting to know them. And then afterwards, you know, we'd still, um, uh, so hang out before and after class and keep in contact, which was nice. Uh, the, the, the few cases, uh, number two is uh, it didn't go quite so well. So uh, if there was a, a Facebook group or something made, uh, it was a prompt uh, deletion of said group. Um, not necessarily an unfriend, but uh, maybe an unfollow and steer clear of them for a while. <laughs> and then the third I found was some people... They would either just vanish. Uh, sometimes they would they drop out of the the course or the degree and would never be seen again. Mm. So that sort of worked itself out on its own. I didn't really have to put much thought into that one. Yeah, sure. Everyone just does the hard work for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, goodbye. I my one recommendation would be LinkedIn. I'm I'm a huge advocate for LinkedIn. Oh yes. Um, and and I think like you know whether you never talk to these people again or you know whether you know you do fancy maybe working with them outside on a different project outside of uni. Um, 
you know, definitely just getting that contact. Also, make, always just making sure you're kind of there because what happens if they, you know, turn out to be the next Richard Branson and you're yeah. on their LinkedIn profile? You see, you get in early, grassroots, and you work your way up. What another great benefit of group work. It's a bit of networking. There you go. Exactly right. Look, we've just created a new one. We need to get the message out, <laughs> we're doing right now. So we've, so we've talked about the benefits. We've talked about the problems. We've talked about the stages. Some wonderful advice. But I suppose it's time we do a bit of a, a scenario with the good old head-to-head. Are you ready to rumble? Place your bets. It's head-to-head. Yes, it's head-to-head. Uh, we are going to be taking each other on, on a little bit of a debate, heated debate here. A um, bit like a group work debate, uh, I suppose, in a sense. So we've, we've been posed the question uh, by our lecturer, is it better to pick up the slack if somebody is slacking off or wait for that said team member to do the work and just trust that they'll do it? So, Corbin, you've taken the affirmative on this one. Uh, so you're going to be saying it's better to pick up the slack and get the work done uh, even if it means doing extra work for yourself. So take it away. Well, well, I've never really been this sort of person in the group assignments I've done. I've had my fair share of uh, being friends with or, or working with some that have done this in the past. So I'm going to really channel their their thought process here. Um, and I, I would have to say that, yes, it is good to uh, just pick up the slack and uh, rather than waiting for members to to pitch in or get back to you, because at the end of the day, it's what is it? It's all about you, <laughs> really. And why even why even wait for them to pick up the slack? Why not just from the get go, just just do it yourself? The entire you know, it's, assignment. It's 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 it's, it's your assignment. <laughs> it's your idea. It's your mark. It's 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 your um. It's your it's your it's your reputation on the line. Just. Just from the get-go, you pick the font, you pick the title, the theme, the snacks. It's going to be dry crackers. And if, if they complain, well, that's just tough, tough crackers. It's just not, not having any of it um, straight through. And then you know, if it's an oral presentation, well, I guess suppose they could click the, the PowerPoint through. But <laughs> I'm going to be the one talking. Um, and, of course, all the little pictures and the font I've picked – um, and yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, if it means I get a HD, I guess I'll, and I have to do it, I guess I'll bring them along for the ride. Oh Jeez. God, I can't act that anymore. Jeez, I was going to I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. I think we will have to be chatting a little bit later on about the type of personality that might, oh. that might. Oh, that was a little bit exaggerated, but it's, it's a little bit scary to, to remember. I did, um, I did know someone quite closely a while ago that, absolutely hated group work at all and would just prefer and would strive to just do it all themselves and just had no room for attempting it. And I just, I was like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> That's a little bit scary. Mm. I'm glad I didn't meet you in a, in a classroom setting. <laughs> so, so that was my dramatic <laughs> affirmative. I'd really like to hear the, the negative now. I feel, I feel really dirty. Okay. Well, uh, I guess, like it can be, it can be a little bit frustrating um, when you, you you know you've been waiting for weeks and weeks, and the the deadline's rolling closer and closer. You're thinking, will this get done? But I think this comes down to um, like we spoke earlier about communication early on, and also making sure that it's very clear and 
that you have a paper trail. Now, this is the very important part of all of this is having a paper trail. So it's about respect and acknowledging that, you know, you trust your, your team members to do what they said they're going to do and, and you work through that. And if it doesn't get done, you're getting closer and closer. At the end of the day, there's only so much you can do. If you're studying full time, you know, you've got three or four other sub, you've got three or four subjects. So you've got two or three other subjects that you'll need to be working on and, and doing hard work for. There's no point overburdening yourself with stress because the more stress you put on yourself, the less, you know, quality you're going to have in the work that you're doing. So at the end of the day, you want to do your part and you want to get it done right. Now, the paper trail part is important because I, I'm not sure if it works like this in all group assignments and, and in all uh, courses. But when I did group assignments, there was always a bit of a, a production diary is what they called them. But it was basically an, a, an evaluation, a group evaluation. So this is where we kind of said, right, I I did this and this. We took these steps to get here. And um, this is what I thought of the whole process. This is what we could improve on for next time. Copy and paste all of those emails that you sent through and if it's an oral presentation, <laughs> they're missing slides. Uh, you know, if, if it's a film project, uh, you know, they just didn't show up on set for eight weeks. Um, you know, but like you, you've, as long as you have that proof yourself, you protect yourself, but at the same time, you know, you, you, you're being fair. You're being honest. There's, there's yes, no, yes. and, and I, I guess that's the, the thing coming back to, I guess, that providing constructive feedback and what I was talking about before in that. You know, sometimes it feels a little bit harsh to kind of take that feedback on and be like, oh, why do they think this? But even just letting them know, having that constant communication, letting them know, hey, hey, just uh, checking in, seeing how it is, seeing um, seeing what you're up to. As long as you've got that document and you've, you've covered yourself and that's the best you can do. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, like, I guess it comes down to lecturers, doesn't it? Like, uh, and, and the assessment markers, you know, sometimes you will forfeit some marks, but I think for the long run, you know, understanding that you've done everything that you can do and it's somebody else who hasn't picked up on that. And, and as long as you make that clear, then I, th I think you're in the clear now. Uh, of course, that's just, uh, my, my own opinion. Um, <laughs> But, but it, I think another big thing I found was to keep the lecturer in the loop with a lot of it as well. Don't kind of spring it on them in the evaluation. Just say, oh, by the way, this person didn't turn up for weeks. Um, you know, send them the emails and just let them know, hey, by the way, you know, uh, haven't been able to get such and such to do this. Um, don't don't consider it dobbing. Once again, you know, you're looking after yourself. You're making it happen. So, you know, don't don't look at yourself and think, oh, he's, he's a bit of a dibba dobber. So I, I think, yeah, just approaching it with some, you know, respect, um, trusting that they'll get it done, but also covering yourself if they don't is my bet for, uh, you know, just not having to pick up the slack of other people. Some really good points there. And it's, it's so true because the lecturer will only see, you know, what happens in the classroom and what emails they hear or and during consultation time. So you've got to be able to show them what happens there. And I guess, I guess we, we had it relatively lucky in our arts degrees that, you know, there's a lot of it happen where they see what goes on in the class and who turns up to classes and really tries out there. And I, um, like I remember I had an assignment where um, I didn't really need to follow up with emails and that because the lecturer had gotten a pretty good idea of these two that were in my group. Um, so when I told him exactly what happened and why the assignment was not in on time, uh, he, um, he, he completely understood. Yep. It was it was awkward, but I did manage to get the assignment in later, and I just did it by myself. It wasn't fun, but yeah. 
Well, I suppose speaking mm. of uh, group assignments and having to deal with people, we're going to have somebody in the studio up next who has dealt with uh, quite a few group assignments, being a music student. Yes, our uh, feature musician is hanging outside and he's about to come in right now. Please welcome this month's feature artist. Like we have on every episode of the Study Buddies podcast, we're joined yet again by a USQ music student. This time we're joined by Nicholas Marks in the Study Buddies headquarters. How are you going, Nick? Yeah, really well. How are you? Oh, we are we're going great considering we've been talking about group work all episode, which isn't the most favourite topic of a university student, but here we are. Yeah, yeah. You must have experienced a lot of group work yourself being a, a music student. Yeah, um, most of it is group work, um, <laughs> which gets very interesting, particularly in first year when people don't know how to deal with each other, but everyone kind of grows and, yeah. Yeah, right. Do you have any like particular experiences maybe? With, without, um, we won't incriminate anyone here. We can keep the names a secret, but... Uh, yeah, I've had a... I've had a walkout before. Oh. They had to simmer down and kind of draw the person back to the group because they were quite upset. But uh, other than that, it's actually been really productive. So, Well, that's good to hear that in the long run yeah, <laughs> the the it's been more of a, 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 a um, positive thing. Uh, so you're in your third year now at USQ? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. How's that been so far? Yeah, it's really good. Um, I'm starting to kind of do what I want to do, more songwriting stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's really nice. What inspired you to sort of start in music and, and get into that course? Um, I was doing another course in Brisbane that I didn't like. I was doing Justice and then I was just thinking about things that I wanted to do and basically music's the only thing that came up. So, yeah, kind of had to do it, I think. Otherwise, I would have just been doing nothing. <laughs> Oh, it's good you're doing something you love. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned before, you've you've had your fair share of experience with group work. Is it compulsory for every music student to always collaborate and perform with others, or can you? Is there any special cases where you be like, no, uh, I'm, doing, I'm no, going on my own? You pretty much have to do it. There's Ooh. specific courses that are like group work every semester, basically, until you finish. Hmm. Um, I guess, does that tie in with as well? Like, uh, do, do you just play solo when you play music or do you play in a band as well? Uh, I do a couple of little things, um, yeah. but mostly solo at the moment, trying to get solo gigs. Because I guess like playing in a band would be very similar to, I suppose, working in a group assignment, which might yeah, be definitely. while a lot of that's in there. Um, I guess, like, have you ever had any conflict outside of like within like a band sort of setup as well? And how do you uh, deal with those sorts of personality clashes? I think you just have to be really understanding and quite diplomatic. Um, it's never gotten to a point besides that first year where um, we did have big clashes, but it definitely there's tension. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Does it? Do the lecturers really sort of assign you the task and you sort of set with your own devices with each other to sort of figure it out? Or is there a lot of not hand-holding, but do they offer a lot of guidance in you all sort of learning to grow in that regard? Or do yeah, you sort of... in the group regard, they do. And then kind of in second and third year, they just expect you to be able to handle it. And then so mm -hmm. everyone like kind of has their own creative ideas and they have to put it to a group independently. So it kind of um, helps you understand who the leader is and who like the kind of, I don't know, the other people are. Now, the, yeah, right. the people that lead, is it usually the 
the lead guitarist or the singer? Uh, it's <laughs> usually the singer, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess, um, like... <laughs> <laughs> He's calling today. Oh, dear. I knew it. <laughs> um, so, uh, we've, we've been just having a chat about um, whether, like, I suppose, if you're doing your part in a group, like, everyone has different assignments sort of uh, given to them, and somebody's maybe not picking up the slack, is it better to kind of, you know, pick it up for them, or... Or kind of wait for them to do uh, their side of the work. What's your take on that? Um, I've often been the one that has to pick up uh, <laughs> slack, and then I've also been the one that's been really slack. <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure. I think I think if you're doing it as a group, you like you have to. You just have to have the work done because if you're the only person that doesn't know how to play a thing, it's really awkward. So you kind of just out of necessity, you have to be able to play what you can. True. I guess in music, it's kind of, yeah, like you're going to stick out if you're the one who has done yeah, the hard work. Exactly. Hey? <laughs> I feel for those drummers that get out of time or, or that poor bass player. No one hears him. <laughs> yeah, <Or her>. indeed. <laughs> so, so growing up, so you mentioned before you were doing law, before you came and did... Justice, yeah. Oh, justice. I'll get it right. Justice, not law. Um before you came and did music here. Yeah. Uh, growing up, what was your... I guess, what were your favourite artists growing up? Or I guess, even uh, still today, your biggest influences? Uh, there's an American guy called Sufjan Stevens that I always go back to. Awesome. You know him? Yeah. Um, and also Radiohead and The Strokes, which is one of the ones I'm playing. Um, yeah, there's just a few that I, I always seem to go back to, and they're the ones. But other than that, I listen to lots of different stuff. That's cool. We're, we're really excited to hear some of the songs that you're going to be playing. And you mentioned you're, uh, you're going to be playing a bit of The Strokes later on, uh, yeah. channeling a bit of Julian Casablancas. And, yeah, uh, have you got the fingerless gloves to, to go with, no? No, not today. Not, not today. today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, what's, what's the original song you're going to be playing for us next? Uh, it's called Radio. It's one that I recorded um, as part of my BCA project last semester. So I've got a full band version, but I'll just be doing it acoustically. Awesome. We're very excited to hear it. And before we let you get started on your original, um, in, in uni or outside of uni, what's coming up next for you on your agenda? Um, lots of songwriting um, and a little bit of recording next semester. So I should have maybe an EP or something, just songs to show people, basically. Groovy. We can't wait. Well, for now, uh, we're going to have to let you play a little bit of music. This is Nicholas Marks playing his original song, Radio. <laughs> Just place your arms right next to me And I'll scream internally A near touch is more than I can take Can't listen, can't concentrate Organs are failing, I swear to you My stomach has turned into mushy fruit The kind that are here to eat The soft ingredients are unsweet Anticipation, anticipate Evacuation, evacuate Precipitation, precipitate I just want, I just wanted to say I wanna be on your radio I wanna make you for say I wanna be the one for you For your love Until it's over I wanna be on the radio I wanna make you for say 
Anticipation, anticipate, precipitation, precipitate, evacuation, evacuate. I just want, I just wanted to say, I wanna be on the radio. I wanna make you feel safe. I wanna be the one for you, for your love until it's over. to be having a second song from Nicholas Marx at the end of the episode. I'm very excited about it. It's a Strokes classic, so uh, stay tuned for that one. But in the meantime, we're heading back out onto the streets, and uh, I suppose we're asking the question that we asked each other before. Is it better to pick up the slack uh, for somebody who's maybe a bit behind the eight ball, or wait for that person to do the work themselves? So uh, this is what people had to say. First of all, I'd probably just discuss it with everyone and make it even. I don't know, I guess you got to sort of pick up the slack a bit do as much as you can, but at the end of the day, it's not, it's not going to work unless everyone's doing it. I reckon it's a pretty pertinent question because um, there's probably two types of people I've experienced. The ones that sit back and let the team drag them through, or the people that kind of step up and try and lead. I think initially in earlier year group assignments, um, people tend to sit back and let the, I suppose, more natural leaders or people who are keener drag them through but probably the later courses people are probably weaned out and people who are not interested tend to uh, leave university. I feel like sometimes like it's not as fair as it is like you have to uh, just pick up like uh, do it yourself sometimes. Um, I think you have to be really smart about it really. Um, Depends on the situation, I guess. Um, the best thing to do, probably, what I would do in that situation would be to talk to my lecturer and get some advice um, first um, and just let him know what's going on. So maybe the lecturer can give the slackers a little bit of a kick. I think that um, a lot of the time um, it depends on the group dynamics. And I feel like in society there's often the lazy ant, um, and that's just diversity. And I often find that it's really up to 
your group dynamic and what you're going to lend to the team. I think you should do what's best for yourself and in saying that if you have an assignment coming up it's probably better to take off the stress and just get it done so to step up. Better to pick up the slack and tell them what's happening otherwise something probably won't happen. I think it really depends. You have to be able to balance your own workload and incorporating everyone else's strengths as well. So getting in contact and making sure that you do have those group um, meetings to chat about where everyone's at to make sure that one, you're not doing too much and two, maybe you're not doing enough um, to bring up the group average is really great to make sure that everyone is working fairly. Um, so yeah, it's important just to make sure that everyone's kind of on par. On campus, online or on the go, it's the Study Buddies Show. On this month's instalment of the Study Buddies Show, we're doing things a little bit differently now with our featured guest in that we have plural guests. This time we're joined by Nick and Emma who work with us at USQ and the online marketing team for this group assignment themed episode. How are you going, guys? Yeah, great, Corbin. Pretty good. It's nice to see you. Yeah, oh, no. we're, we're looking through a glass window at the moment. It's a bit of a, you know, we're in the same room, but we're not at the same time. So we've got a, we've got a bit of radio feel on. I feel like it's uh, it's really doing a lot for the, the group dynamic happening in here. And I guess this will be a test for us as well, Corbin, because we're not used to working in groups ourselves. Um, no. With the project. No, it's just always been the duo. Now it's like doubled. I, I don't know what to make of it. Now, Emma, you're a current student. Yes. Um, I imagine you've encountered a little bit of group work yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit, of, like, do you, do you have any experiences with group work uh, any that particularly stand out as uh, memorable, uh, either good or bad? I definitely have had a couple of group assignments uh, right from the very first semester of first year. They throw you right in the deep end with a couple of those. Uh, a lot of them are a lot of fun. You get to meet a lot of new people. Uh, sometimes you do have to deal with a couple of different personalities, but a lot of the time they're a lot of fun and opportunity to meet people. I'm so glad you mentioned there's a lot of personalities because that's what we're going to be chatting a little bit about as well. And uh, Nick, you're all done with study now. Do you feel like, uh, you know, is group work behind you or do you still have to face group work uh, even though you've left university now? Group work never leaves you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like... I think school and, and university especially, group works train, train, they train you for the future because how often, like very few people go into business on their own, work alone, you're always working with other people in teams, stuff like that. And it's, it never ever disappears from your life. So you're always in a group work somewhere, you're always in different dynamics, but yeah, it's something that just happens. Can't get away. So true, so true. So we've um, we've done a bit of look, um, as we've mentioned on previous episodes of the Study Buddy Show, that USQ has a social hub. It's very own social media platform. Just a little bit of an extra plug there. Um, we've actually got a content piece on there, which is all about the different archetypes you may find in your typical group assignments. So we're going to go through a few of those, and we're going to get a bit of a, a dialect going about our own experiences, and sort of maybe we fall into those particular roles, and maybe we've uh, experienced some uh, some of them ourselves. So um, the first one, of course, is the team leader. Now, um, this is something that people can either think they are or, <laughs> or, you know, do naturally fall into these positions. Do you ever find yourselves um, either being the team leader in situations or have you come across a few team leaders 
uh, across your time? And, and what happens if there's more than one team leader in a group? I think that's probably the, the, the big one that happens in a lot of the group work that I used to do. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, um, one that comes to mind, I did um, creative arts here at USQ and doing film. And often in film projects, working together, and your team leader is pretty much your director in film group works because they run the show and that's the job role. It's always fun when you get two people wanting to be that role, especially when it comes to film because there's just the conflicting ideas and often, more often than not, it'll cause a rift in the group and then you're making, making two smaller groups out of it. <laughs> and yeah, like, it's important to you know stick to the syllabus and get the assignment done. Sometimes you got to bite the bullet. If, if you feel like you're, you want to be a team leader, but someone else just isn't letting go, you got to be the bigger person sometimes and just maybe be assistant director. Try and keep them on the right track. Say, okay, here's the good things, here's the bad things. Let's try and focus on the good. Yeah, right. So for the, for the greater good, hey? Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's uh, definitely something. I, I think a lot of people will, will resonate with that, having a couple of um, butted heads at the top end of the hierarchy. So, um, no, it, it, it is interesting. So, Emma, I, I guess, you know, being the bigger person, sometimes, you know, like sometimes you just don't want to. Do you have any insight as to how to deal with that situation? Have you come across that situation at all? I guess that is a really tough one because not only do you want to get great marks for yourself, you want to work well as a team and not have too much conflict. Um, so I think it's really important to balance um, working with the group and working for your own great marks. Um, and yeah, it, it is just kind of learning how you work and stepping back sometimes. I am a bit of a leader who steps up. Um, I admit that and sometimes <laughs> it, um, it is hard to make sure you're balancing everything. Um, so sometimes, yeah, it just really depends on the situation and all of your group members to make sure you balance everyone. Great. And I guess now we're going to take a look at the other end of the spectrum, which is the, the missing in action, as it's so-called, which is um, you may have experienced uh, the, the team member or members that, um, you know, you, you've, you run into them here or there in class. Um, they may come to the first meeting, but then <laughs> when it gets down to the crunch, they're nowhere to be found. <laughs> Have you ever had any experiences with that? Um, yes. Yes, yes, I have. It's uh, it's hard to justify, but because everyone gets everyone gets marked in the end, and you don't want to be that guy going to the lecturer saying he didn't turn up. Where, where, where? You, you got to still be professional and adult. That's what we are here. I hear at university, so. Um, I guess you kind of assign roles and like I said, one person is kind of there, you, you give them the little workload and just kind of hope the lecturer notices. Um, again, easier in film because, you know, director do a lot of work, producers, cameraman do a lot of work. Then you get, oh, okay, we'll put you on sound. You stand there with a microphone. So they're still doing something, but that can be done by a C-stand. <laughs> Getting into the finer details <laughs> of the film degrees here. Um, yeah, so, so I guess, like, um, that's the big thing is, is, you know, like, having places set sometimes in group work makes life easier. But, you know, that's not always the case. And I know Corbin and I earlier were discussing uh, the importance of kind of setting roles, delegating tasks early on. Um, how, do you, how do you approach that kind of situation? I think in the very first meeting is when you kind of um, get everyone together and communication is really the key. Um, so being really honest with your group, knowing what um, you all expect. Um, so obviously you like to maybe aim for those HDs, but be um, 
kind of reasonable with all the team's efforts, make sure that you know um, where everyone will stand for the entire semester um, and how you'll go about it. So yeah, keeping communication and keeping them open so you know um, what everyone is expecting of each other. And those things are really important because you're with these people for at least three years. If you're going through your enrollment pattern, you, first year you don't want to make enemies. You don't want to be, you don't want to be the person doing nothing. You don't want to be the person telling people to step up. So communication, like Emma said, is just so important to keep the dynamic of the group together for the whole of university. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess um, having a look at um, post, uh, you know, well, not just post university, but outside of university, um, obviously it takes a lot of skills to, to work in a group and effectively make a, a group work assignment happen. What sort of skills have you taken out of that and been able to apply in, say, things like a work situation or maybe just even a personal situation? Like, obviously, communication would, would be one of the key ones there, as you said before. But, um, you know, like, we, we were chatting about some of the other skills that you kind of um, get out of that as well, things like organisational skills mm. and things like that. Is there anything else you guys have kind of um, picked up along the, along the way that uh, has been useful for you? I think just communication is good, but also you got to listen. Like, there's one thing to talk. There's one thing to actually listen and take on board. There are no bad ideas, just undeveloped ones. So if someone tries to contribute, especially if they don't contribute often, if they're, if they're stepping up going, hey, I've got a voice too, listen to them. Run with the ideas and really get the whole team together and build on those ideas. Don't be like, that's stupid. Just like, love it. It might not go anywhere, but at least you listened. They felt included and they feel like a, a good part of the team. I think time management would probably be one of the main things that I've taken away. Um, I'm a very... Uh half an hour before the assignment's due kind of girl. So <laughs> knowing that other people aren't quite the same in their expectations that they'd like assignments in a day or maybe a couple of days beforehand um, and sorting out when will we have a draft due, can we all review it at any stage and managing what other people will be up to and getting it all in so that everyone feels comfortable. Perfect. Some great bits of advice there from our, our colleagues here. Um, but um, any final words to say to our listeners about group assignments that they may still be, uh, they may be listening and thinking, you know what, you haven't sold it. <laughs> um, I don't know, it depends how much it costs. Um, <laughs> no, it's, group works, group work is a part of university and like we said earlier, it's a part of life. You know, at the moment you have assignment due dates. In the workforce you have deadlines. It, it never leaves you um, just do it and if you actually get stuck into it and work together it's a lot more enjoyable and you'll actually have a lot of fun doing these assignments because you're sharing interests with other people and to, for a common goal and it, when, it, when it comes out you have a very a product you're proud of then you feel so much better about yourself and, and on to the next one very much the same just give it a go and make the most of it it can actually be a lot more fun even though sometimes you might be a little bit hesitant um, than you might expect Lovely. Well, it's been absolutely fantastic having uh, a group in the studio with us for this episode of The Study Buddies. We've still got a little bit to tail out on the back end, but thank you very much for joining us here, Nick and Emma. And uh, yeah, look forward. Hopefully we'll get a good mark in our um, you know, post-assignment evaluation. A, a plus from me. Too. Oh, yes. <laughs> still more to come on The Study Buddies. And we're nearing the end of the episode now, but like we always do, we take a quick look at the month ahead coming up and well, like, like we said, it's really in that thick of time for assessment. Um, and before you know it, 
exams will be upon us. Yes, it's uh, still a couple of months away before exams, but uh, of course we do have the mid-semester break now. Uh, I, I use the word break, not holiday, um, very, very <laughs> tenuously. So uh, just, um, you know, making sure that you utilise the time. You know, if you are an on-campus student, you don't have to go into lectures, so you can take that time to, you know, sit down and do some study. And if you're an online student, I guess it's just really giving yourself the chance to catch up, even though you might still have work and everything else. Um, you know, hopefully you have a little bit of time there to, to work your way through that and and get that going again. And the big thing is being self-motivated. And that's something that people can find very hard to do. Uh, I I guess myself, I I know we've done a previous episode on motivation and how to kind of get yourself in the right mind frame. And uh, I I guess even even now, even after I'm done studying, I still go back to some of those um, techniques as far as getting myself back into it. And, you know, shorter shorter study sessions instead of larger ones is something that uh, a lot of our students on social media were actually saying really helped them, you know, setting Mm. themselves like a half hour, take a break, half hour, take a break, Um, which might not sound productive. But once again, it comes back to that quality versus quantity. You know, if you are somebody who's going to get a lot of work done within that half an hour, you know, why, why should you make yourself suffer through hours and hours of study? So find what works best for you, but yet keep yourself motivated, even though you might not have lectures for a couple of weeks. And all those techniques are great because we all work differently, but they'll stick with you after uni. And like we've been, we've talked, we talk about group work all episode, but then, you know, there's still like in the work we do today and, you know, in lots of different facets of life, you know, as hard as it is now, the group work you do at university, will the skills you learn from that are just so beneficial for everything you'll do later in life. So it'll be okay. Yeah. If you do have any <laughs> group work stories to share, we would love to hear them. You can always get in touch with us, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Use the hashtag USQ podcast and uh, get in touch. Let us, let us know uh, what sort of group work issues you might have come across, uh, the sort of types of personalities that you might have faced and, uh, you know, maybe share some stories you might hear. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we, we don't uh, condone calling anyone out on that either. No. Keep it uh, keep it very um, anonymous, shall we? Yes, there might be some real horror stories, but we, we would also love to really hear the ones that are, you know, might be the greatest group assignment you've ever done. And you're listening going, what? Yeah. People don't like group work? If anybody was in a group with Richard Branson... And then, like, got onto his LinkedIn and now, like, you know, it's still close. Do let us know. Get in contact and let us know uh, about that as well. Um, he sounds like he would have been a much better group member to be with than, say, Steve Jobs. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all the time we have for this month. Thank you very much for joining us once again. My name is Tom and this is Corbin and we are The Study Buddies. We're going to leave you with a little bit more music now. And this is something I've been hanging out for basically all episode. Uh, it's going to be a Strokes cover, You Only Live Once, and, uh, yeah, it's going to be taken out by Nicholas Marks. So until next month, we'll catch you later. Catch you then. Some people think they're always right. Them I feel sad and wrong. Twenty nine different attributes on this seven that you like. Twenty ways to see the world, twenty ways to start a fight. Oh, don't, don't, don't get up. 
Study Buddy Show. For more episodes, check out USQ on SoundCloud. And for other great content, be sure to check out usq.edu.au forward slash social hub.